Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast, and thank you, as always, for joining me. We've got uh, quite a bit of information to cover today. You know, sometimes I come on here, and uh, there's not so much to say. It's kind of quiet out there. We look for some different things to talk about, but today is not one of those days. There is just news on every which way that I am looking today. There's some stuff going on with me. There's a lot of stuff going on with the market. We got earnings. We've got uh, Netflix. We've got Tesla. We've got some NVIDIA, Microsoft news. Just all kinds of things here. So uh, first up, I did want to say happy birthday to my mom. She is uh, going to be celebrating her birthday today. And uh, you know, thank you very much for all the love and support over all the years. It means the world to me. And I know that you've caught every episode that I've released on here. So Thank you very much and have a great, wonderful, happy birthday. And uh, yeah, going forward, let's uh, let's look right at the uh, the investing challenge. I'm just going to roll right into that. We've got um, five different names uh, of stocks that we're looking to purchase this week. And uh, I'm not going to you know pat myself on the back. Thank you guys for voting. But uh, we have made some awesome plays here in the past uh, couple weeks. You know, there's definitely been uh, some times where things weren't looking too great. Uh, but but the stocks we've been picking lately, and the market has really been cooperating with us. Uh, so you know, we bought uh, Coca Cola on Monday, bought Google, uh, we bought Lowe's, I believe we bought Enphase. I didn't circle that one for week twenty six, but uh, you know, Enphase rolling up nicely. Rio Tinto was uh, moving up nicely. PayPal, uh, that one's been performing. Plug Power, I added that one in my uh, portfolio as well. I believe I'm up twenty percent on that name in uh, in a short amount of time here. So. Uh, thank you guys for for voting on those. Uh, Tesla back in week 18, uh, I think we are up 55% in our uh, investing challenge on Tesla. So that has been a, uh, a solid performer here for us. But uh, what do we got for this week and why are we looking at them? That is the uh, that is the important question to ask yourselves. Like, why now? Why these names? And uh, first up was Starbucks, right? S-B-U-X. Now, Starbucks, uh, you know, we had a lot of different problems in China. There was a lot of lockdowns. Uh, you know, people couldn't get the product and and things were just kind of slowing in that space. But uh, now we're going through a NASDAQ rebalance. Those top seven stocks that were in the NASDAQ were making up more than 48% of that index. So they are rebalancing it. They're going to bring those down in weight and uh, other names are going to get bumped up in weight. So uh, Na- uh, the NASDAQ index is going to have more Starbucks stock in the mix. Now, that means that uh, when we buy uh, QQQ or anything NASDAQ related, we are buying more of this name just automatically. So uh, I thought with some of the trends in, uh, you know, in China, things coming back online and also the fact that uh, we're getting a, uh, a bump up in market weight in the NASDAQ, we could see a, uh, a good amount of buying side pressure on Starbucks. So we've got a little bit of a catalyst to move higher. Uh, and a lot of times we want a catalyst. We want a quality name. And, uh, you know, it, it's just one that I think is going to fit that bill. So uh, that is number one, Starbucks, SBUX. We're getting a dividend. We got some upside and there's a reason to be buying it now. 
uh, versus some other names. So uh, number two was going to be Gilead Sciences. And, uh, you know, they're in a lot of the different pharmaceutical spaces. I, I did a full coverage on what they're in in the last episode, but uh, GILD is the ticker. Uh, so now uh, why Gilead, right? Uh, well, they are also in the NASDAQ and they are also getting bumped up in market weight. Uh, I think that a lot of their uh, different medications and their pipeline is strong. Uh, it's a, a solid performer and uh, one that I think can move up nicely from here. And, uh, you know, I like a little bit of uh, stability and safety in this market, right? We've, we've seen all these tech names already run. The healthcare names are going to be a lot safer at this point. Uh, I will try to cover a little bit as to why that might be and why I am, you know, kind of not really looking to buy too much tech right now. There, there's a couple, but uh, a lot of them are getting to be just too expensive for me. So I am not really uh, looking at some of those names that have already run so much. But uh, so that's number two, Gilead, uh, nice pipeline of uh, pharmaceutical products coming out and that NASDAQ weight is moving up. So uh, two reasons that I think that one could move higher and the PE sitting at 17, right? We haven't seen that on a lot of stocks for a while here. Uh, now, number three, uh, it is a tech stock that I believe could have some upside. And that name is CrowdStrike. A lot of these cybersecurity companies really have not had this massive run uh, that a lot of the other tech names have had. Uh, you know, a lot of the small cap names, uh, we're looking at Carvana today that moved up 40%. They're up 1,000% plus uh, since their lows when they were down around $4. Now they're sitting around 55 uh, There's a lot of different sort, short sellers there that there's a lot of different pressures. That's kind of off the point. But uh, I'm saying some of those names that are smaller have already run as well. CrowdStrike, um, they do have a 3% gain on the day. They are down a percent after hours. But um, I, I do believe that these cybersecurity companies have a lot of room to run. The growth is just astonishing on some of these names, the annual revenue, the earnings. Uh, those things are looking great for some of these names. And I think they are getting a little bit left behind in the grand scheme of things. So I'm thinking maybe there's uh, some good names to pick up here in that cybersecurity realm that uh, that do make sense going forward. And I, I don't think that we're going to have any shortage of uh, any cyber attacks, any problems, uh, you know, hacking this, that, the other. And I'm thinking that CrowdStrike could be a big beneficiary of that spending that is going to happen uh, across the board to keep everyone's information safe. So uh, number three, CRWD for CrowdStrike. Uh, number four, we are just rolling right along here. We've got the Taiwan Semi, and uh, that ticker is TSM. Uh, they are going to make all the semiconductors that uh, other places are going to design. So, uh, you know, uh, NVIDIA is going to make a chip or design a chip, Taiwan Semi, or some other people will actually make those chips. Uh, so now Taiwan Semi is uh, more of a commodity, right? So they trade at a very low PE uh, because... Uh, pretty much because anyone else can kind of come online uh, and make the equipment to actually make these chips. They're not designing them. They're just simply making them. Uh, so they are trading at a low PE, but uh, there is going to be a lot of demand. Uh, there's definitely some concerns with China. They are looking to uh, build elsewhere, and that should certainly help this one going forward. Uh, so we've got a PE of 16 on this one. I thought it was much lower the other day, but uh, this number right now is saying 16 on E-Trade. I do have links in the description to help get you started uh, for E-Trade, uh, Binance, Crypto.com, and Weeble. 
uh, Weeble is where we are doing the investing challenge for 2023. Uh, but on Taiwan Semi, we've got about 20.3% of upside, average price target of 124. Uh, I'm thinking that this one is going to be uh, a nice stock to own as uh, more and more chips are um, you know, coming out. We're, we're seeing a lot of the three nanometer or, or nanometer chips uh, not really being fully priced into their production capacity yet. Uh, those came out late last fall, I believe. And now the two NM chips are going to be released in 2025. So we've got another reason there that we're looking at Taiwan Semi and really what their capabilities are going forward. And uh, I think this is going to be a strong play. Uh, we did have a, a question in the group about uh, some semiconductors. I'll, I'll, I'll cover this last one first, and then we're going to get right into this uh, this other ETF. Uh, so that last one was going to be Citigroup. The, the ticker is C. Now, Citi, the bank, uh, they did report earnings. They did beat on uh, uh, revenue and earnings, and uh, you know they moved up about a percent today. So this one, um, why this one, right? Well, I think JP Morgan got uh, you know more more growth this quarter, uh, but Citigroup's going to give us a little bit more upside. Going to give us a lot more dividend. I believe we're we're sitting at four point three percent on that dividend. The PE is low at seven point four. They've had some problems, but it looks like we're getting through those. We had that stress test uh, what two weeks ago that they passed. Uh, so there's a lot of different reasons why I'm thinking some of these uh, banks that are kind of being left behind. Some of them make sense, right? Um, I think uh, Goldman just came out and they actually had a big miss. Uh, I think that was on some of their trading volumes and some of their uh, their deal making for actual IPOs. And I still thought that uh, uh, Goldman was going to do better in the second half of the year from some of those IPO projections that we were looking at. Uh, but let me take a look at Goldman just because I do believe that they reported today. Um, let's see here what Goldman has to say for us. Um uh, about uh, about flat, a little bit down after hours, uh, four tenths of a point. Um, what do we got? We got uh, profit fell about fifty eight percent on consumer lending pullback. Uh, that was for the second quarter. Um, so that is definitely something that's concerning. Uh, I let me take a look here at this article on Dow Jones and see what we got to say a little bit further before I put my foot in my mouth here. We've got. Uh, says that the New York bank was crimped in part by an industry-wide slowdown in banking and trading that other banks are also wrestling with. I'm not so sure about that, but uh, Goldman fared worse than its peers. Right. There we go. Uh, hurt by big write-downs and two units that it is overhauling. The bank is pulling back on the once ambitious consumer lending efforts and changing its asset management business. Uh, missed analyst expectations for earnings. The only bank amongst the biggest six to do so, J.P. Morgan Wells, Bank of America. Uh, they also have large consumer arms, reported higher earnings. Um, and it says that profits also fell at Citi and Morgan Stanley, but not nearly as drastically as what uh, Goldman has. So again, uh, I think Citi has a little bit of a, an uphill battle here, but I do believe that that the dividend and some of the projections, some of the things that we were seeing do lend lend me to think that this one has more upside than some of the other banks. Uh, you know, Bank of America did uh, give that nine percent dividend raise that did get passed by the board. We could potentially see some more from other banks doing the same thing. Uh, I'm glad that we did not go ahead and uh, throw Goldman into the mix without uh, this knowledge of this this quarter, quarterly earnings. That uh, is definitely helpful 
So sometimes we don't want to dive into names without knowing what we've got on that quarterly. Uh, granted, you know, if we would have said that on Sunday or the Monday episode, we would have had a week to digest that. And this coming week, we, it might have made sense to buy Goldman. But um, I'm still uh, number five for week 30 is going to be Citibank. And uh, low PE, solid dividends, uh, you know, decent earnings. Yes, the profit, profit fell a little bit as what this Dow Jones article said. But I still think it is a safe bet amongst some of these other sky high PE valuations that we have been seeing lately. So that's the five that I've got for this uh, this week, week 30. Starbucks, Gilead, CrowdStrike, Taiwan Semi, and Citigroup. Now, going forward, I said I was going to talk about uh, some semiconductor stocks or ETFs. Now, this one was a question on the group. And uh, this one was for this SOXL, Soxel, the triple leveraged uh, semiconductor ETF. And... Man, this one would have been great if if I was buying this at the same time that I was saying I am buying Nvidia. This one would have been just a complete outperformer. This one is sitting at uh, twenty six seventy four after hours. But when I look back, right, if we look at the chart here, let me pull that up. I know back in the fall, I want to say it was. Uh, let's take a quick look at a six month chart here. That might get us there. Um, yeah, let's go nine. That might be better. We were down into the $9 range in November. And now we are at 27, right? So this 3X'd in that short amount of time. And yes, NVIDIA did also pretty much more or less at this point. Some of the other ones did not. So you're going to be buying... If you're looking at a, a triple leveraged, they're going to be using uh, a bunch of different option strategies and... Uh, different moves in order to take a gain uh, of this ETF and basically multiply it by three, right? So if uh, if the market goes up on this ETF for uh, a regular ETF, $1, it would go up $3 on a, on a triple leverage, right? But it would also do the opposite if uh, things were to go south, right? So if NVIDIA or uh, an ETF went south a dollar, it would go down three. Uh, if it went up three, it would go up nine, right? So... Uh, it's definitely playing with fire because you're you're really getting into something where it is a lot more uh, options based and, and just a lot more underlying uh, movements that they are doing in order to get you more leverage out of the names that you are buying. So the question was, hey, what do you think about buying uh, a triple leveraged ETF on semiconductors right now? We're very bullish on uh, NVIDIA. And my answer was no. Um, man, and that that's completely up to you, right? It's completely up to your discretion as to what you want to do with your money. This is not financial advice. This is what I would do. But I think for most people, this is going to be playing with fire. Um, like I said, if, if you're going to risk that money, uh, you could certainly get burned the other way really quick. So if you're going to enter into something like this, make sure you got some stop loss, trailing stops, ways to protect your money before things go just way south on you. Uh, and the fact that it has already tripled, uh, I think that is sign of itself. Uh, you know, even back in October, we were down to 826. So this one is is certainly already run. Uh, I think that these valuations are sky high. Could the market keep being insane? Yes, it could. But I don't want to steer anyone in that direction 
of putting themselves into a, a spot where they're going to be in a corner and not have a plan to get out of something like this. So for me, it's not the move that I want to make right now. Um, certainly not on semiconductors. Uh, when I look at this one, there are some names that stuck out to me that make more sense when it comes to some of these different chip names. And, uh, you know, Broadcom was one of them that's in this portfolio that um, really made a lot of sense to me. And there's there's this ICE semiconductor. I believe it's an ETF because it's 23.5% of this ETF here. But um, yeah, NVIDIA, the PE is sitting at 246 times. Uh, I know they're doing some other stuff, investing into some startups. They are, you know, basically having an open order book uh, from these startups, buying NVIDIA products. And uh, they've got sky high margins on these products that they're selling to the startups. I think there's going to be some kind of FTC involvement as to they're going to certainly be looking at this under a, a microscope to see if this is legit or if we are just manipulating a PE and and really what we're doing here to get that earnings. Right now, the, the earnings is strong. Things are guiding up, but uh, that PE is just getting out of control. But fast forward past that, right? Uh, Broadcom, right? Broadcom's at a 28 times multiple. Uh, I still like Broadcom. I still think that it makes sense. It's probably getting a bit stretched here. Uh, you know, we're sitting at uh, 896. Uh, the 52 week high was 921. They are just printing money though. EPS of $31 and 93 cents a share, 2% dividend. Um, this one has been one that I've been in probably the longest, right? Now, I got into this one originally, not NVIDIA, for a lower PE, for a safer dividend. And uh, I'm still in it for those reasons, right? But um, yeah, that one that one makes a little bit more sense to me. But to simply go and buy Soxel to have this uh, this triple leveraged, I just really don't know where this space is going to go. I, th I think that the market could certainly correct at any given point in time. And as I say that, it could remain uh, crazy for months, years, you know. We, we really don't have that answer. But I, I do just want to say, like, be careful before you enter into some of these uh, different ETFs that are, are high leveraged. Uh, they, they can be playing with fire. And, uh, you know, certainly look for some of those stocks that are within an ETF that makes sense to buy still. And uh, for me, it's not NVIDIA. I've said that a couple of times. Uh, you know, Broadcom has treated me really well over the years that I've held it probably since uh, 2017, I'm going to say. And I'm, I'm looking at a 210% gain on that one. So is it slower than NVIDIA? Uh, probably. But at the same time, I'm not going to be upset with a 210% gain on, uh, on a name that's been paying me a decent dividend along that time as well. Uh, so that's what I've got to say there. Just certainly be careful with what you're dealing with when you start getting into triple leveraged and, and things that are uh, playing with a lot of different options, contracts behind the scenes that uh, you might not fully understand. Definitely take a look at it and how they operate before you go ahead and get into that. Uh, now, uh, I did want to cover AT&T. Uh, I know that's not one we talk about. Uh, I know it's not something that we really, I don't think we've added it anywhere. We might have looked at it a couple times. Probably when they were doing the split, selling off some of the business, uh, I probably said something. I, I might have thrown it out for a investing challenge purchase. But uh, at that same time, I was never really sold on AT&T. I think ever since I really paid attention to the stock market, people said, 
Uh, if it gets below $30, if it gets down to 28, buy it and then sell it when it gets above 30. Right. And I, I believe I did that a few times, right? I was trading in and out of AT&T. There was a 7% dividend. Uh, the amount of people that were in AT&T was, was deep, right? There's just so many people that their whole life savings was into AT&T stock because it was foolproof. Um, so I'm here to tell you that, uh, AT&T is not foolproof, right? And uh, I wanted to get back to this article that I found on a group that I that I follow here on Facebook, and I can't find the exact article, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this number right now. Uh, their 29 year return on AT and T is now zero percent over 29 years. So a lot of people come and ask, "Hey, what's a what's a great stock to hold for the rest of the time?" And that answer is none of them, right? We really have to watch them. There is no stock that is buy, hold, and and just not think about it, right? There might be ETFs, and that's why VOO and some of the different uh, S and P five hundred indexes are great because they will, you know, take the companies that are in the S and P five hundred, uh, and you're investing in that. If they're not in the S and P five hundred, you ain't got to worry about them. So it is certainly nice to be able to do that. Uh, I do like single stock exposure. Uh, I think that's pretty clear around here. But uh, just understand that simply buying something that was tried and true, like AT and T, I'm sure everyone's uh, you know grandparent, someone someone you know worked for AT and T back in the day, and it was the foolproof way to make money and retire comfortably with this high dividend. But uh, the debt eventually got them right. So high debt, uh, they started selling off businesses. Things are falling apart, and they can't seem to get out of their own way, and. Uh, Again, you know, I was at a uh, an MLS skills challenge last night, the All Stars versus Arsenal, um, and it's sponsored by AT and T. That's why I bring that up. So they they continue to spend money, but I, I don't know how many people are really switching their cell phone service because of the fact that uh, AT and T is at this event. I don't think many. I still think we are in a trend of cutting the cord. Uh, we've seen that time and time again. There's a there's just very little reason for me to want to invest into AT&T. Uh, I still see people saying, hey, you know, is it a good long-term hold? I mean, look at the past 29 years. No, I can't think that it's a good long-term hold. It, it hasn't done anything for 29 years. Uh, yes, we're up uh, 8.5% today, but uh, that doesn't really make up for a lot of the losses over this time, right? There's a quarterly dividend of 8.25%. But again, don't buy this simply because it has a dividend. You need three reasons as to why you are buying a stock. And I can't say that this dividend has done anything for you. Because even if you uh, considered the dividends reinvested over this time frame, you are still negative. It's still a, a complete loss. Even if you just simply put it into an S&P 500 index, left it alone, didn't look at it ever again, you would have done so much better than simply trying to chase a dividend of AT&T at 8%. And uh, again, this was, uh, I think, a seven or eight percent dividend at thirty dollars. Uh, they sold off a lot of the business. It dropped down to three percent, and then the stock continued to fall. And now it's at eight percent. Does that mean it's any better? No, it really doesn't. Because if you st still have that capital loss on the stock price, and you're getting a dividend that isn't making up for the losses, there's there's no gain. So. You you really got to look at more than simply just a dividend. Look at the business. Look at the the future of it. See if there's any catalyst that's going to make this thing really go forward. And uh, for this one, I can't really find anything. So uh, it's really more of a warning. 
uh, a reminder to us all that when we are looking to buy a stock, we need more than simply it has a good dividend, right? We, we need to find um, all those other reasons that we really believe in a stock long term. And I simply do not believe that AT&T has that. So that is my uh, two bits on that. Um, and I, I, similar in another group that I'm in, you know, I'm a landscape contractor. Uh, so uh, another group that I'm in, this, this guy said basically, hey, uh, I'm on bent knee. I need help. Uh, I've got a $1.2 million a year business and I'm losing money. Uh, I bought a business. Uh, I spent way too much on it. Um, you know, I've, I've got uh, 500 some thousand dollars of debt and, uh, you know, I've got 20 employees, this, that, the other basically his expenses were out of control and everyone's, you know, basically tell him, Hey, you either got to cut employees or you got to raise prices. So it, it kind of led its story into AT&T that, uh, they didn't have enough customers. Customers are falling off. Uh, so I, I guess basically know your numbers, right? Uh, this guy looking at it, uh, each employee was, you know, about $60,000 of revenue per employee. It simply wasn't going to be enough with the amount of benefits that he was offering. Uh, seven of the 20 people had trucks to take home, just this, that, the other, right? So uh, I was looking at that as kind of a uh, comparison to where AT&T is at, right? They're spending money on marketing that they, uh, you know, they need to spend money on marketing, but uh, they've got to do something in order to move forward and revitalize that business simply than trying to push the same product that is uh, continually falling off. They need to reinvent themselves as well and do something that is going to drive more business in different ways that it's going to create more margin. And I am just simply not seeing it. So uh, I, I guess in any business, you've always got these troubles, right? You really need to look at uh, your numbers, understand where your money's going and really crack down on that efficiency. Uh, I think especially as a small business uh, person, you really got to look at your numbers really close and see where it's going and uh, really be critical of that bottom line. So a uh, little bit of comparison there. I know that's completely off track from what we normally talk about here, but uh, is what it is. So uh, we did have some earnings. I'll, I will get right back on track now. We had um, Tesla come out, right? We had Tesla come out today. And uh, these numbers were looking pretty decent. Uh, let me get back to the uh, the Tesla pages here. And uh, let's see what we got. We've got... Um, I can't find the right article. Here we go. Uh, we just announced that they uh, delivered 466,000 vehicles in Q2, uh, beating expectations of 448,000. We've got... Um, why can't I find the, the rest of the article? We had uh, the Cybertruck coming out. We had... Oh, man. There's uh, there's so much more on this story that I'm, I'm not seeing right now. Uh, a lot of different things here that were positive, right? So when I was looking at this, uh, I did see that the margins were coming down. A lot of these price cuts were hitting the margins, but they were still able to uh, maintain positive margins and sell more vehicles. Uh, they are looking to keep a compound average growth rate of above 50% going forward. So they said some years may be higher, some years may be lower, depending on macroeconomic trends and other things going on in the market, which really makes sense. Uh, so I'm definitely bullish on Tesla. I think that's pretty clear. Uh, the The growth rate is insane. The margins are decent. Yes, they came down, but uh, all signs are pointing to the fact that they are going to be going back up 
in the next uh, couple quarters here. So uh, the margins coming down was pretty well forecasted and known uh, all throughout the industry that their margins were coming down. But um, their uh, battery storage has uh, gone up, I believe, 200% year over year. I think that was the number. I'm not looking at the article right now. Uh, so that is awesome. We've got uh, the Cybertruck coming out. There's a lot of different catalysts that I think are going well for them. Uh, adoption of the Tesla style charger in the US is going to be huge. The fact that everyone's going to be on that grid uh, using their uh, their supercharger network is going to be awesome. Uh, so a lot of different things that I'm still very bullish on on this company. And uh, I still believe that it has a lot of room to run. And uh, I, I'm a firm believer in in the fact that this stock is going to be trending higher. So uh, I'm still bullish on Tesla. Uh, we are down after hours, but uh, that that's okay. I'm not uh, losing too much sleep over that. It's down uh, $12 to 278. But uh, you know we did hit 101 back in uh, January on the 6th. So we're, we're still got uh, some, some plus sign here. Uh, so now we had Netflix come out and they, they blew out uh, these numbers as well on the subscriber growth here. Let me let me get back to Netflix and see what we've got on that front. Uh, so I believe that their their actual revenue did come down. Their earnings per share, I believe, went up. Uh, let's get here. We've got uh, password sharing, crackdown delivers jolt of new subscriber growth. And that makes sense, right? We were uh, looking for, I believe, two... Two point something million subscribers, and it actually came in at five point nine million. So a massive gain to the upside of how many people were actually added to the uh, uh, subscribers for this quarter. Uh, they raised their free cash flow to five billion from an earlier estimate of three and a half billion. Uh, so now they can actually afford to uh, pay for some of those new productions on shows that they were looking for. Um, so definitely some good stuff here, uh, but. At the same time, shares fell 8.7% in aftermarket trading. And um, you know the stock is still up about 60% for the year. So there's still more work to do, they're saying, uh, to reaccelerate their growth. And uh, I still believe that uh, they have the cash in order to do it now, or they're going to have the cash with more subscribers. The more and more people they can bring onto the uh, platform. Is so that should be some positive news for Netflix here as to where their growth is going and how many subscribers they are able to add. Uh, I did want to uh, backtrack here and say that I did find this article about uh, Tesla. They did um, create uh, battery storage deployments increased by 222% year over year to 3.7 gigawatt hours. Uh, so that is pretty massive uh, for you know a car company that uh, everyone said was basically just an automotive maker. Uh, now they are doing much more than simply just uh, automotive uh, you know, development. So they also uh, announced that, uh, or Nissan announced that they signed an agreement with Tesla to adopt the uh, North American charging standard or the Tesla plug as well. And uh, I did want to get back over to Microsoft and Activision. That deal, uh, apparently the uh, the FTC tried to stop it or they tried to uh, appeal it in court. That uh, got overturned. Uh, and it's looking like the Microsoft and Activision deal, uh, they extended their merger agreement, now expecting the deal to close before October 18th. So another reason for Microsoft to uh, you know, go up a little bit more in uh, stock price, right? We saw this one uh, rally this week and it wasn't just simply this Microsoft 
and Activision news. But there was also uh, another deal going on here uh, where they are trying to uh, dominate the AI economy. So they are uh, looking to launch an open source artificial intelligence model uh, in partnership uh, or Meta is looking to launch uh, an open source AI model with uh, Microsoft. So uh, again, another reason for them to move forward. Uh, they are really trying to challenge uh, AWS and uh, really kind of take over that business as well. So there's a lot of different things going on. And uh, you know, Microsoft really had a rally, I believe, on Tuesday. You know, let me take a look here on the charts. We've got a five-day chart here on Microsoft. Uh, and yeah, we gapped up, uh, man, pretty massively. We went from about 345 to 365. Uh, we gave a little bit back today. We're sitting at 355. But uh, yeah, Microsoft has really been on a tear over the past uh, six, six months or so. We've uh, started February around 240. So yeah, we moved up about uh, $113 here in six months uh, on a company with the, the market cap of uh, Microsoft. What are we? Two, two trillion? We close to two trillion? 2.7. So yeah, we were sitting probably around 1.8. And uh, you know, we added another, uh, you know, shoo, close to a trillion dollars in market cap in this year. So that is just absolutely massive as to what they're doing. And uh, again, I, I know I said about this one that I really wasn't looking to add to Microsoft. It's already a large position for me. This one just kind of keeps looking to reinvent itself, get its uh, hands into every little thing, gaming, AI, cloud. There's there's all different things that they're going into. And uh, they did catch some upgrades on this one as well. Uh, so just uh, today, we had a price target from CFRA at 407, TD Cowan at 390, JP Morgan at 385. Uh, Morgan Stanley at 415, Bank of America at 405. So all these people are looking to see this one go a little bit higher still. So I am definitely thinking that there's some more upside. I'm not uh, particularly a buyer um, simply because of the fact of my market weight in Microsoft is already pretty high. Uh, the PE of 38.9, uh, it's probably a little bit higher than where they normally trade, but they are really looking to grow, right? They are looking to get into all those avenues uh, to really up that earnings multiple going forward. And I definitely think that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to see some further growth out of Microsoft. They are not done growing at this point. So I'm definitely bullish on that one as well. Uh, we had United Airlines come out and I believe they uh, surprised to the upside as well. Let's pull that one up. And uh, when we're looking at uh, UAL, they went up about 3% after hours after reporting. And they, uh, they are rallying on a stronger full year forecast. Uh, so that is definitely nice to see. They gave a more upbeat full year profit outlook. And uh, they are now at a 15-month high. Uh, and they booked the longest winning streak in nearly four years as uh, everyone is awaiting all these other earnings out there. So uh, definitely nice to see that uh, some of the airline stocks are moving higher. Um, I know that I am not a huge player in the airline and the travel industry. Uh, it has certainly been a, a tough one to be in. And, uh, you know, just, uh, while I'm thinking about it here, I'm looking at, uh, Lockheed Martin, they did report, uh, the other day and they went to the upside as well. They guided higher. Um, I believe they beat on earnings and revenue and they traded down. So this one, um, what I'm looking over here, I, I haven't really paid attention to this one. I just kind of, 
uh, glance at the fact that uh, they had a beat. They were at 475. They reported and then dropped to 455. So uh, still one that I am bullish long term. Uh, I think a PE of 16 is uh, fairly valued here for Lockheed. Uh, we've got a dividend of about 2.6%. Uh, I'm guessing some of this is probably to do on uncertainty of government spending on um, aerospace and defense. We will see what happens there. Uh, I'm not too sure exactly why this one is is trading down, though. It doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, so I will certainly be keeping this one on a watch list as to what's going on here. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to read at the same time. So uh, 350 point, uh, the Dow rises 350 points towards 15 month high. Uh, bank earnings providing a boost. That doesn't help me. Um, project higher sales as war boosts orders. That makes sense. So uh, again, I don't understand why this one's dropping. We've got about uh, 11% upside on Trefis. We've got, I uh, want to look over that, the analyst research. What do we got on this one? Um, about 11% over there as well. So a little bit of upside, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, we've got uh, a dividend to match it. Uh, so this one has had a decent run here though. So I, I don't know that I'm looking to purchase anymore at this point, but uh, it is one that I want to keep my eyes on as uh, you know the, the summer kind of progresses here and really see where it goes. Uh, so then Ford, I did want to get to some Ford news. Uh, they cut the price on the Ford Lightning. And uh, a lot of people thought, oh man, that's great news. Uh, you know, costs are getting back in line. They can uh, lower these uh, prices and still sell these things out. But that is not what's happening, right? The, the problem here is that uh, they have an inventory glut on the Ford Lightning and people aren't willing to pay uh, that premium for the lightning truck right now. Uh, I think a lot of people that want to be able to haul and tow with their trucks, this is not the option for them. This is probably something that would work for uh, someone that needs to use a daily driver and still be able to you know, go to the uh, Home Depot or Lowe's and get a couple things on occasion. I don't think this is a truck to replace uh, a lot of the, uh, the current F-150 gas-powered models that are out there. So they are, are lowering it, I believe about $10,000. Uh, it says they lowered the Lightning by up to 17%. And that is uh, really not great news, right? They were already at negative margins. They were losing money on EVs. And now they're cutting the price 17% in order to get them on the road. And man, a, a lot of people are just not happy with this news. Uh, as I said, you know, Tesla was able to cut the prices but maintain a decent margin. Uh, Ford has already been struggling, and now it looks like the struggles are continuing uh, on the truck that they thought was going to be the savior of, uh, you know, really where they went forward. That was been their number one selling vehicle for forever, it seems like, and uh, they're going to have to discount it compared to the other vehicles that they are able to sell. Uh, almost that sticker, or uh, in some cases above sticker, uh, I think still. So. Uh, definitely something that is concerning here. You are getting a dividend of about 4.2%. PEs at 19, higher than Ford normally trades. I'm going to guess we're sitting around $14. Uh, but that that PE, as I said, this one normally trades much, much lower. Uh, so I would be cautious about uh, what's going on here. And uh, understand, again, like AT&T, this 4% dividend doesn't really mean much if the uh, stock is going to fall 15, 20, 30%. So very, be, be very mindful about uh, what's going on there before going ahead and starting a position simply because uh, it's traded down. And understand that there are some serious problems in their EV segment. 
that they haven't really been able to navigate yet. Uh, I'm not going to put it past Jim Farley. He seems to have a good idea as to where to take this company. But uh, I would be cautious about uh, this current outlook until something uh, gives us a reason to think that there's a positive catalyst coming out of uh, Ford going forward. So uh, with that, what else we got? Um, I think I covered all the earnings. I'm sure there's more that's out there. I know we've got more coming in next week. Uh, the rest of this week, uh, let me see if I got anything else that's worth covering before I uh, go ahead and get on out of here. Uh, I, I know I did talk about Carvana. Uh, they did announce an agreement with their debt holders to eliminate more than 83% of Carvana's 25 in uh, 2027 unsecured notes. So uh, on Carvana, why it went up 40%, I will say this. There was a whole lot of short sellers betting that this stock was going to go lower. And uh, overall, they uh, kind of kept moving to the upside, right? They were outperforming. Uh, you know, they were buying cars at uh, ridiculous valuations last year, and everyone thought that this one was going to tank. And uh, kind of on the opposite end, uh, the, the stock price kept moving higher. So all the short sellers had to buy this one back. The percentage of uh, shares uh, that were sold short was was very high. I believe it was over 20%. Uh, I might have that number wrong. But um, a lot of those short sellers had to cover their positions, buy more shares back, sending this price higher and higher. That uh, accounts for a lot of the, the gains on this stock over the year. Uh, so this is not simply a, a company that is just uh, firing on all cylinders. This is more or less a case where the stock market uh, got it wrong. And now they are scrambling to buy these shares back so they don't lose uh, everything. Uh, when it comes to Carvana shares. So that is uh, what's going on there. Uh, we talked Goldman. Um, cloud service providers are reportedly looking at AMD's LLM chip as an alternative to NVIDIA. Uh, and AMD is trading, I think, pretty ridiculously as well. Let's take a look at AMD before we uh, get on out of here. Uh, AMD, where are we? Oh yeah, that PE. Ooh, that's crazy. 600 times PE on AMD. I knew it was high. I didn't realize it was that bad. Um, I remember, man, I sound old on this one. I remember probably five years ago when this one was trading between eight and $14 and now it's sitting at 115. I probably should have bought all of it back then, but uh, if we had a uh, DeLorean to go back in time and, and scoop this one up, that would have been a fun one to have. But uh Nonetheless, uh, I still think that a lot of these chip stocks are richly valued. You're really scraping to find some that are at a deal. Um, it still says there's about 18% upside. So maybe with some more growth, if people start buying AMD chips uh, for AI, maybe we could see some more earnings come into the picture. I'm sure the forward PE is probably much cheaper than where we're currently trading right now. Uh, just a first glance, we're sitting at 600. I've got to imagine that the earnings are projected to skyrocket, meaning that uh, in uh, three months to a year, uh, the earnings are actually going to meet this PE multiple and it'll actually make sense again. So um, with that being said, I think that's about all the stuff that I had to cover for you guys today. We talked um, the investing challenge. We talked about AT&T. We talked about triple leverage ETFs. We covered some earnings. We've got uh, NVIDIA, Tesla, um, well, we didn't talk uh, NVIDIA so much about earnings. We talked more about uh, what was going on with the business. But the earnings from Tesla, Netflix, United, Ford, Lockheed, uh, we covered a good bit there. And I know that uh, on other stocks, we were watching SoFi, Palantir. 
Um, some other names really rocket higher when it came to some of these small cap names. And uh, it looks like people are really going back after those growth names when we are looking at the stock market right now. So just a quick check on my portfolio as to what happened on the day. Um, CrowdStrike did move up about 3%. Lucid was up 3 uh, Salesforce actually back into positive territory for me. They're sitting at 234. SoFi, I believe they cracked $10 earlier. And again, you know, this one was one that I was saying, hey, under five, under six dollars, this is a solid purchase. Uh, it, it has moved up pretty nicely. Uh, Neo's moving up around $10.64. Uh, still uh, deep in the red for me, but uh, man, I, I've got to come up with a, some kind of solution here on Neo. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of these stocks have really rolled up nicely. We will certainly be paying attention to what's going on with these earnings. I will be glad to come back uh, this coming Monday and talk again. So please make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Uh, if there's someone else that you know that is interested in getting started in investing, and send them over, share, and uh, get over to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook and get your votes in, right? We've got to this week 30 uh, investing challenge poll that is up on the page. And uh, currently, we've got um, Starbucks is in the lead, followed by Citigroup. So uh, then we've got a tie on the, the bottom three, Gilead, CrowdStrike, and uh, Taiwan Semi. So get over there, shake it up a bit, and, uh, and get your votes in. I really want to see what you guys got. If you guys got any questions, any comments, feel free to leave them over there on the Let It Grow Investing page as well. And uh, thanks for stopping by. I will catch you in the next one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.